0: The
1: best relationships are built on learnable skills. The question becomes Are we willing to learn these skills in community? Join John and Sung Sheen Lopnow as they bring your attention to the presence of God and practices that enable you to love deeply. In each episode, They'll explore the beauty and power of living in community, where the practice of relational skills and the interactive presence of God are both learned and lived out. And now, to tell you more about today's episode, here's John and Sung Today we're going to talk about breath prayer.
0: Breath prayer.
1: Thank you, honey. I like that. It's just interactive. Um, we did mention it before. I did a breath prayer that I'm going to redo, but the reason why is we taught it at our church, Montrose Church. And honey, just mention like the experiences, what you saw in people and their responses, both in person and by email and text.
0: Yes, we taught four class four classes mm-hmm. with the theme of deeper connection. Mm-hmm. So we introduced a couple of exercises or practices that facilitate a way of connecting with God's presence and action in their life. And we are so surprised to hear such positive mm-hmm. feedback from people. Yes. Uh the practice was breath prayer. And so then that kind of inspired us to kind of pause and notice the fruit. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, many people really uh, find it helpful to connect with God through this simple uh, practice. So simple. Mm -hmm. So then we decided to kind of spend some time to uh, dive into what this is and maybe as a way of encouraging and motivating people to really uh, put that in practice.
1: And even um, reflecting on that, it was in community, it was a group of 25 to 30 mm. people. And we actually decided mm-hmm. to send some text that's true. as a reminder, mm-hmm. one or two per day, just mm-hmm. as a prompt. Because when you're learning a new skill, like having that support, knowing a community is doing it, and oh, here's a little reminder that shows up. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I think added to it.
0: That's true. People really appreciated the fact that they get the text of reminder and pause and engage in this practice called uh, breath prayer. Yeah.
1: And even in, in preparation, you know, I kind of jotted down some notes. Oh my gosh, we could do like a whole series on breath prayer. The mm-hmm. history, the different variations, the teachers, the spiritual teachers over thousands of years. But we're going to simplify it and mm-hmm. give it to you in a, in a brief form. Right. And I just want to pre- start with a few verses. There's mm-hmm. a lot of verses, but pray in the spirit on all occasions. Ephesians 6.18. Pray continually pray without ceasing. That is 1 Thessalonians 5.17. And then Philippians 4.6, the Passion Translation. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day. How do we do this? How do we do this? You know, a lot of times people ask, how do I pray without ceasing? Like, it seems unimaginable. Like, Is that even a possibility? And that is actually the beginning of a book that I read a few years ago recently, um, The Way of a Pilgrim. And that is this pilgrim starts out with that question. It says, pray without ceasing. This person had heard sermons on prayer. But how did this pilgrim practically do it and it's the journey of it and if you're interested i highly recommend that book the way of a pilgrim but that's the journey if we're if you've been a follower of christ for a while how do i pray without ceasing i think that's why i start with this scripture because scripture does say pray always in all circumstances unceasingly but what does that look like how is that possible
0: yeah, I think prayer is one of those areas area of our spiritual journey that can easily take us to a place of sense of guilt or mm, shame mm. because the clearly Bible talks about mm. pray without ceasing, yet, yet we find ourselves not being able to do that. Mm. And I think the beauty of this simple, elegant uh, practice called breath prayer is actually help us to engage our body and mm. mind in a way that we can pray.
1: That's right. And then I think actually you bring up a good point. Even I think that's the benefit of the dialogue between the two of us. You we both grew up in church, but I don't have that like guilt of like oh I didn't set aside a certain amount of time in the morning to pray, which I think a lot of people do. Just you didn't
0: pers- have that guilt?
1: I didn't. And I'm not saying wow. it's because like I'm better. I'm just saying I think it's my personality and maybe I also didn't have teaching about like shame and guilt, like you hmm. didn't pray. Like, I that I didn't have. I didn't mm-hmm. have like pastors and small group leaders like being angry at me for not praying. I see. And so, I but I do think like that's actually your experience is quite more common with most people. Like, oh yeah, I didn't pray. And when they say I didn't pray, they're thinking about a very specific, narrow range set of behaviors, hmm. which is in the morning with the Bible read the Bible hmm. and pray, or like you did. And I think there's actual beautiful benefits yes. from being diligent in doing those things. But if we relegate it to only a very narrow range of behaviors, we're missing out on most of our life.
0: Mm-hmm. So then what's breath prayer? When I learn about that, like, wow, what's breath prayer? It, it, those two were actually self Explanatory. There is a breath mm-hmm. that you and I are breathing right now. Prayer, I know that growing up thinking that it is a dialogue between me and God. But nowadays, I'm just more aware that God is already praying within me. Right. How can I be present to the presence of God within me? Mm-hmm. So whatever the definition you are going to use for prayer, again, when you hear the word breath prayer, it's like you are using you are actually paying attention to the rhythms of your breath, mm-hmm. which has a both uh, direction in-breath and out-breath. So you use these rhythms of breath as a way of entering into God's presence, mm-hmm. where you can have a dialogue with Him or simply really sit and listen to His presence and notice His action in your life. Mm-hmm. So breath prayer, is, that's what that is.
1: Right. And this doesn't have to be, it can be, you could set aside five or 10 minutes Mm -hmm. in the morning and really focus. And I do think that actually changes your brain and your attitudes when you do it in an intentional focused way.
0: Yeah. Just meditation in a sense. Yeah.
1: It could also be when you're doing the dishes Mm -hmm. or driving in traffic Mm. or trying to take, care of your family or
0: Or when you need to really calm down but don't know what to do, your child is throwing a tantrum and that you know that you should not yell but you are mm. really having a hard time not to and you really need a way out to somehow refocus yourself to a different reality that all shall be well. Right. And you don't know how.
1: And then so that's what breath prayer it's a very right. it gives you traction and a handle to move into that. And then even as I said, do the dishes with prayer. One of the um, early uh, books that I read was uh, Pre- The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence, who was a monk. But then he, one, one story is he discovered he could be praying in communion with God. You know, you, you said conversation or dialogue with God. Some people say like petitions, confessions, all part of it. I think of prayer as communion. It is like, so I can commune with God, or I can become aware of my communion with God. When, and breath prayer is one of the fantastic practices. So the Brother Lawrence, he would be like, I feel this connection with God when I'm doing the dishes. That's my prayer and blessing, that that is something that is available to any one of you listening, all to all of us. Yes. Thank you, honey. So the, um, the breath prayer in our notes, honey, I really like, this is kind of when we teach we teach of god's yes to us you know the um i mentioned this in a previous podcast mm-hmm. and somebody asked who is that where is that what's the big brain question and just to honor where we got it from because we think that's something of integrity mm-hmm. mark brady is mm-hmm. someone that we read his we've been reading his blogs mm-hmm. for years i have mm-hmm. his books um he ha- he wrote we all are walking around with a big brain question that we're asking all the time, due to mm. our attachment, which mm. is, will you be there for me? Mm. Will you be with me in this experience that I'm mm. going through right
0: now? So it, beautiful. I know, it's Whenever, so simple. So simple. Thank you, Mark. Yes. That's When you study all this brain science attachment, that is such an elegant way of explaining the unseen reality. Each breath, we are asking that question. When mm. you think about the mm-hmm. infant, the, the baby mm-hmm. born, we know if we, the even mammal like when the baby is born they cannot survive on on their own they need a, someone bigger who take care of them so then it's in our makeup that we ask that question will you be there for me that's what it means to be human and then we desire to hear yes but what i found out my observation is i feel like god is saying yes to that question mm-hmm. In each breath that we take. And then I intentionally slow down and say it. Because it's so beautiful. So powerful. If we slow down and let that really sink in. Without our awareness, we are asking this question. God or our spouse to the world. Like the people we love. Will you be there for me? Mm. And then world or our loved one failed to say yes. And yet... God is saying through our breath, yes, I'm here. I'm here with you. I'm, I'm for you. I am glad to be with you. That yes, if we really understand the reality of yes, I think it changes everything. So tying with the breath prayer, each breath, if you become aware of your longing to hear yes, and then if you recognize that each breath as a yes from God, oh my gosh, it changes our our prayer life, mm-hmm. and it changes my posture and attitude towards myself and the people I love and the world. So yeah, that's what I wanna. When mention. we
1: realize that this is this question is existing in our brains, yep. we become aware of it. Then we can become aware of the response, and then even to ask God directly. God, will you be there for me or with me in this moment? And then that can also translate into our relationships with our partners, our family, our friends. And then even in therapy, honey, we see couples, I mean, even in myself, mm. it is more vulnerable to say, honey, I want to spend more time with you or I want you to hear me out on this like mm. stressful thing I'm going through. But often I, or let's talk about my clients this year, <laughs> They other I, people, other people, I other know. people. It's
0: always talk about it, yes, other. It's, that's it's easier. easier. Let's not talk about ourselves.
1: Glad I'm glad you see it the same way. Yep. Um, no, I, because I just saw it a client a couple this this morning. Mm-hmm. I, he was saying, "Oh yeah, she's been so busy, she hasn't spent time with me." Mm-hmm. What he's saying is, uh, so I even said, "Oh, so mm-hmm. you you are you miss her? You want to spend time with her?" That's a more vulnerable, less guarded. But also more accessible to your heart. And if we can just be aware, oh, we all have that need, Mm -hmm. and it's a good and beautiful need, and we're aware of it, we can have it be met, I think, more authentically with integrity, and it ties in beautifully with the breath prayer of, oh, that's God's yes to us. Amen. Amen. And so we're going to kind of go over just the classic breath prayer. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's resources I'll put in here. The breath prayer uh, that comes from the Way of the Pilgrim, probably mm. the most well-known one, mm-hmm. is Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Mm. That's the full version. There are shorter versions, but right. go ahead, hon. So I
0: think the pilgrim that you are referring to is the guy that who wanted to really make the. Mm. Verse like saying you pray continually or pray without ceasing. So he took that challenge upon himself and really took a journey and just basically recite that phrase.
1: Because of a, he actually sought out a right, wise counselor, yeah. a mentor mm-hmm. who said, "Here, practice this. Right? It's just it's a tangible way to mm-hmm. practice experiencing communion with God. It's not magic. It's just here's a handle." to get connected to God. Mm -hmm. And you're right. He did that. Right.
0: So then, traditionally speaking, they call that Jesus prayer. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes this breath prayer is called... The prayer of heart, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: and so that's that's the most well known mm. earliest recorded right. version of it, mm-hmm. which comes from scripture. You can see the scripture right. embedded in that. Mm-hmm. And then there's other versions that include like God's name or character, mm. and then a scriptural promise. I see. And the one that I want to just report here is from Brendan Manning, mm. uh, the book Abba's Child. And then I really like this uh, breath prayer too. It says Abba. Mm. I belong to you.
0: I see. So, in breath, you call God's name Abba, Mm -hmm. and then out breath, you say, "I belong to you."
1: Right, and so you, yeah, it is really. That's Mm -hmm. a really beautiful one. So, we're just giving you a handful of examples. Um, and then you'll see over time, there's endless ones. So I you see. have God's character and a mm. scriptural promise. Mm-hmm. The classic one, then you have Brendan Manning's one. And then the um, ones just based on scripture, which we did before from right. Psalm twenty-three one. That's the, my
0: favorite. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. it is mine too. And I'm really grateful for it. And I, I like the directness of I have everything I need. So
0: right.
1: just to repeat on the in-breath. The Psalm Lord,
0: 23. Psalm
1: 23. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In breath, the Lord is my shepherd. Exhale, I have everything I need. And then you can shorten it because mm-hmm. we, you can reference it in your mind. Mm-hmm. In breath, shepherd. Exhale, everything. I see. So that's again that scriptural actually has the name of the Lord
0: in a promise. I see. I think one of the things for those who listen and one of the encouragement I have was if there is a favorite Bible verse that has been sustaining you, you know, difficult times of your life, all of us have a favorite Bible story or favorite Bible verse, then just think about it and then just make those things in-breath and out-breath, just shorten it and then just as a way of praying. Without ceasing. You know, I know each breath, that's probably not possible. Yet, yet, without that goal, mm. we are not... We give up because it's too big. And so that's a one encouragement or recommendation that we share with our class when we are teaching that. And that was really interesting to hear other people's story. And they're, oh, I want that. I want to kind of copy that. That's how you can actually... Um, practice and leave mm. out this interactive reality of you and God yes in your community,
1: wherever you are. And then I mean and what if it takes us the rest of our life to pray without ceasing. Yeah, that's like good. I think it's worthwhile and yes, but I think to your point, not to be uh, like overwhelmed by it and like, mm-hmm. oh it's it's unreachable. Right. You know, it is reachable.
0: Mm. It
1: may take us the next fifty years, <laughs> but let's why not go for it? It's like a worthwhile good. goal.
0: Yeah, so I think the maybe last part that we want to kind of add or mention, this is our maybe presence and practice style, like John and Sang style. So you can take the scripture as it is and then make it into in-breath and out-breath and just meditate on the reality of God's character, His promise. One of the things that I really enjoy is making it a relational aspect. Because we kind of hear God as like a third party, God out there. Mm-hmm. What if even... We talked about the in our in our church, and I'm sorry we didn't talk about it in this thing. You know the Isaiah forty thirty one. A lot of people like oh, that in that verse. You hear uh, the Bible saying, I, "I'm not sure that's a forty 31. I'm it sorry. Oh, you looked it up. Oh, okay, it up? Yeah. okay. <laughs> I have called you by name. A lot of Christians like that verse, and. I kind of think about it, making it relational directly. What if, in breath, you hear God saying your name in the most loving way, most mm. joy filled mm. way? Because many times we grew up hearing our name by our parents, like when we are in trouble, like Sung Shim or like John Robert Lapna, like that. They
1: never said, did that, or but they yes, never it did is it. Like, no, like the yes. people
0: say yeah. it, so like. In-breath, this is the reality that God's saying it. I have called you by name. Mm. So then hear God in mm. you, in-breath, Shim mm. John, and then out-breath, you are mine.
1: Mm. Like mm. just,
0: so be creative. Yeah. But you mentioned that in the beginning, when you are practicing it, having a very your go to one, just that really anchors you into God's reality. Like Psalm 23 Lord is my shepherd, I have everything I need. Just practice it until that becomes your reality. But also, I want people to have a creativity with a mindset that this is about how we can increase this relational dynamic or that there is the reality of relationality we tend to forget that
1: right right so you're you're drawing out it's almost like an attitude or a posture that this is a relational experience we are doing a tangible practice but just remember that we're actually entering into a relationship yeah i mean you and i eat meals together every day so mm-hmm. it's, it can be very routine but sometimes there are special meals or we switch it up this can be, and there can be a spontaneity. Mm-hmm. So you're, I think you're bringing to our attention. Oh, there might be a moment that you're doing. The Lord is my shepherd; mm-hmm. I have everything I need. You're, you've done it for like sixty days in a row, mm-hmm. and then there's a moment, like spontaneously, you experience God say to you, like Mark or Dave mm-hmm. or Cindy, you know, you hear or Sheila or Jada, I love you. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's very personal and real and true. And so just catch it and notice it and mm-hmm. like tr- meditate on that for as long as it nourishes your soul.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things that I want to uh, introduce to you is the one that you made up for our class. You said when you wake up, would you hear God saying, good morning, good morning, Sangshim, good morning, John, good morning, Jada, and then saying it. Out-breath, I love you. Mm-hmm. And what a wonderful way of waking up. Yeah. Uh, becoming aware you're, uh, you are breathing when you are mm-hmm. sleeping. But when you wake up, when you become aware of the first breath, almost having a, having a morning routine they hear God saying, Good morning. Good morning, my child. I love you. When I... Got that text from you. I thought that was so good. And then, a few mornings I practiced, in, which was really good. And same thing at night, right before you go to bed. You make up your own breath prayer, saying it like, Good night, my child. Mm. I'm with you even in your sleep.
1: Yes. And all the, the classic teachers of prayer, recent, like Richard Foster, who writes these books that I'm referencing, or Julian of Norwich. Brother Lawrence, Frank Laubach, all these people, they are very practical in their wisdom of, say this at night before you go to bed, Mm -hmm. or say it throughout the day when you remember, without any heaviness. No, this is an easy yoke and a light burden. right? And just to remember that. And then even things that I've been reading lately, the last five minutes before you go to bed Mm -hmm. and the first five minutes after you wake up Mm -hmm. can really set the tone of the entire day. True. And so... Practical wisdom in prayer and scripture and of those who have gone before us, we can learn from. Mm -hmm. I want to read a a quote um, from Thomas Kelly and kind of in line with this. It says, life from the center is a life of unhurried peace and power. It is simple. It is serene. It is amazing. It is triumphant. It is radiant. It takes no time, but it occupies all our time. And it makes our life programs new and overcoming. That's from Thomas Kelly. As you hear that, honey, are there any, what just comes to your mind when you hear this quote?
0: I like the first one, life from the center is a life of unhurried peace and power. That sounds, like you said, it's serene and it's amazing. It sounds really peaceful and very attractive. And I want to live that kind of life.
1: And I like that it's I, I, I resonate with that. It says it takes no time,
0: mm-hmm. but it
1: occupies all our time. Yeah, it's like this paradox yep. of that's something that we we're always being invited into and drawn mm-hmm. into. And the way that I think of it, we'll close with this: is the Holy Spirit is always praying, and within sometimes us. within us, mm-hmm. and sometimes groaning when we don't even have words. Mm-hmm. So this prayer that is con- in a continual basis, can we? Enter into, rest into, kind of, I don't know, seep into. I don't. It's hard to have words, but this is real. It's really happening. <laughs> Can we enter into it?
0: It's beautiful.
1: So we're so glad to be with you, and we love you. And we just want to close with the, the blessing that may God bless you, and may we become the kind of people who experience the God who sees us, who hears us and who knows the depth of what we are going through so that we know that he is with us and he is doing something about this by strengthening our spirits. May we become the people of love. Amen. Amen.